0: Part of formation for the priesthood is you learn these things about the church that you would have never known otherwise. So when I entered the Dominicans over 10 years ago, I was stunned to discover that there are priests whose primary ministry is going around giving retreats to convents of nuns. I mean, it makes sense in a way, but I just would have never realized that those types of priests exist who really have this great charism for the spiritual care of cloistered nuns, nuns who stay in the convent, who are cut off from the world in almost every way, who live a life of prayer and community and, yeah, just love of God. One of these priests was telling me a story one time about how he was giving retreats, spiritual conferences, for about eight days in this one convent. And as he was meeting with the sisters, you know, to, to talk with them, to see how they're doing, to check in with them, this the name of one of the sisters kept coming up again and again, and again. The same name in different capacities about how this sister had so helped and had so changed the life of almost all of the sisters in the convent. But the priest never saw this sister, never got to meet her. And so he finally, after a couple of days, asked the superior, "Is sister, Mary something or other probably, is she still here? Is she still alive? And she said, yeah, yes, but she's in the infirmary. And he said, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, she's had an influence on so many of these sisters. Can I meet her? The superior said, yes, Father, you'd be ha- we'd be happy for you to meet her. She'd be, she would love it. And so he went into the infirmary, and thinking that he would find this ancient of days sister, he walked in and saw a relatively young woman, 50, 60 years old, but who had been in bed for nearly three decades because of MS. And he was shocked. He was stunned by this. How is it that this sister who has been so debilitated by this illness, how has she had such an impact on the life of this community? And the answer, brothers and sisters, is joy. In the gospel today, Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. The reality of God's love for us and His relationship with us is that no matter the circumstances of our life, we can know God's love for us and we can have joy as a result. Whether we are on top or on bottom, we can even argue and we can even believe that on the cross, Jesus experienced joy. And we know from history the story of the martyrs who go to their death in joy. How is this possible? This is the great love that God has for us. That we can know Him and so be on fire by His love that we are at peace and we have an experience joy. This is why it is so important for us to share our faith. Because we believe that the fullness of joy has been given to us through our faith in the Catholic Church, our faith in Jesus Christ. And that we, sinners that we are, who experience joy in its limits, want to share that with other people. Those little moments of joy that we experience, we desire to grow those and for other people to experience those moments. We want to be able also in our own lives to know joy even in the difficult moments of life. One of the most beautiful things as a priest I get to witness is when someone is sick or at the end of their life, and they have joy in their heart. I was once with a woman at her deathbed, holding her hand, and she was talking about how excited and joyful she was to soon see the Lord. The worst the world has to throw at us is conquered by the love of Jesus. And in the same way He conquered from the cross, He offers to carry your cross with you and to conquer that so that you might know joy. But what is this joy? How do we find this joy? As St. Peter said in the first reading, God shows no partiality. The first and foremost thing we need to realize is this joy is for all of you. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done... You are called for joy. Your life should be joyful because that's what you're created for. To be in heaven is to be totally enraptured by God's love and to know nothing but joy. And the Lord desires to offer to you that right here and right now. One of the great challenges of our moral and spiritual life is how easily our understanding of what joy is can be twisted, can be turned. We see this in human relationships, that initial joy, that spark of knowing someone and being known and loved by another, that excitement that we have for being with other people, how easily that can be twisted because we desire to possess or to use someone or something. We also know in our life how those moments, those feelings, at least initially of joy, maybe we start our prayer life, we go on retreat, we have this in. We have this encounter with God and then it's fleeting. And we confuse stimulation. We confuse these kind of existential moments of of kind of peak emotionality as joy. But the reality is joy is something different than what the world has to offer. Joy is simply this, an effect of charity. Joy is to abide in something to love that thing, and to know that love. As St. John tells us, God is love. Jesus, who is God, who is love, says in the gospel, I have, it is not you who chose me, but I who chose you. We have all been chosen by love for love. And this is where we find joy. To know in the depths of my heart that no matter what, I am known and loved and treasured. That all of creation exists because of God's great love for me and for my brothers and sisters. This is what the Lord offers to all of us. That great joy of receiving Him, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. That great joy of knowing His mercy, that no matter our sins and our brokenness, when we beg for mercy in the sacrament of confession and desire with a sincere and contrite heart to change our life, that we are totally absolved of our sins. The joy of being in love and of knowing the love of another that is not clouded by human desire, but that is a perfect gift. This is the joy... And Jesus doesn't just say, Oh, you'll be joyful, good luck, God bless. Jesus says to us very clearly, Do you want to remain in my love? Do you want to know this joy? Then keep my commandments. Jesus has taught us how to love one another, Jesus has taught us how to love ourselves. And He has established for us the church. To build us up, to strengthen us, to enhance our joy. Because we are no longer slaves, but friends. So not only is he saying, keep my commandments, but he desires more than anything to be our friend. So that we can know in those moments of doubt, those moments of difficulty, those moments of struggle, that we are known and that we are loved, and that there is a greater and deeper joy through fidelity, through sacrifice. There's an old saying, it's more of a scholastic maxim, I guess, than anything, is that in order for us to know joy, we also must mort- we, there also must be mortification. When, G- when St. John says God is love, in the Greek there, hotheos agape estin, the word for love is agape. It's a self-sacrificial love. So for us to know that love of being a friend of Jesus, we must, in the same way that he died for us, die for him and die for others. And lastly, the Lord encourages us, exhorts us, calls us forward into the mission of sharing this joy. It is not just enough for you and me, brothers and sisters, to know this joy in our hearts. We are called to go and to bear fruit. And as St. James reminds us at the end of his epistle, if we but bring back one sinner from his or her sin, that is worth the remission of thousands of our own sins. So it's not about a number, a figure, you all need to go make 25,000 disciples or anything like that. No, it's just to share the joy that you have with the world. To know that joy in the relationship and friendship with Jesus. To be strengthened in that joy by following His commandments and to share it with others. So that no matter what, if we have the great success, power, honor, pleasure and wealth that comes in this world... Or if we are stricken and in a bed, the love and the joy that we have in our hearts will make a difference, will change the world. St. Catherine of Siena, a great Dominican saint, a few, about 10 days ago, we celebrated her feast day. and One of her most renowned quotes is that if you are who you are meant to be, you will set the world on fire. It's possible for a sister in a bed to change the life of an entire convent. It's possible for you and for me, immersed in friendship and deep abiding love of God, to share that with our friends and family and to set the world ablaze in God's love. No matter what you are called to do in this life, priest, religious, mother, father, anything in terms of a professional career, You are called to a life of joy and to share that joy with others. Jesus says to us in the gospel, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete.